0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the show, and uh, please excuse me for sounding like uh, some kind of uh, gangster, who's still trying to get over uh, laryngitis brought by bronchitis and whatever other itis, but yet no COVID and no flu at this time. The day today, January eleventh, uh, twenty twenty-two, and uh, this is episode two of season four of their revamped. Uh, outside looking in, this is Joe Choo Choo. I, uh, I'm putting out this particular episode, uh, and, uh, skipping, not ahead, but I have a list of things I have written down that, you know, we get to talk to in future episodes. Ah, oh, boy, man, stuff like the, ah, both trips to New York and PR, um, and like I said in my other intro, a event that was 15 years in the making. And then all the holidays, what's been happening since then, trying to catch up with the football and the COVID and all kinds of stuff we're trying to, uh, do here. A couple of new things we got into the house, bought a new fridge and a new stove. <laughs> we'll talk about that one. And also the fact that, uh, this past, uh, weekend, um, I went somewhere that gives me a little hope more for this podcast, uh, seeing that, you know, it's getting a little hard to get guests and stuff like that well now I've actually made a move toward uh, uh something a little more uh, toward that end uh, not only will I be having my wife talking cooking recipes over here and also how she likes to shop at places like Marshall's and home goods and all that you know dry all those women that she sees doing on on the on the phone and just drives her crazy. You know, so uh well, you know, you too. You can tell people on uh on the podcast, you know, what is it you like about these particular shows and stuff like that. So uh be doing a little bit of that, but uh, what I want to catch up on guests here is that the fact that this past weekend I went to my very, very first class at Spitfire Comedy Club, uh 1920, yeah, First Avenue South. In Saint Petersburg, just uh, just a couple of blocks off the highway, and um, it's uh, I discovered the place in print media, uh, in the newspaper, and uh, decided that that was uh, going to be something I should try out. Uh, I've already done a couple of stand up, a couple of uh, open mics, doing stand up comedy. And uh, I said that at some point I was going to do that. I threatened to do that and I ended up doing it. So, uh, the next thing now is, uh, I went to an improv class. So I met a whole bunch of very interesting people. I'm hoping that in the net, uh, let's say not this weekend, but the next weekend, um, I go and, uh, introduce myself a little better to everybody and start seeing if anybody wants to try to do some remote podcasts and see how that happens. I'm hoping that uh, uh, it works out like we're talking here. Uh, just uh, listening to my voice but I'm, I'm getting sick of hearing my own voice, especially as bad as it is right now. Um, so that's what I want to do and uh, try to get some of these other uh, uh, teachers of improv and comedy and like fellas like Nick, Vince, Matt, Jessica, uh, all the folks at Spitfire Comedy Club getting involved in, you know, these are all kids. I'm very sure that they also have all kinds of their own, uh, technology, this, that, the other thing. Oh, follow us on Instagram, blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, which I'm going to have to do. I, I, like I said, I'm the one who's behind here. And uh, what you're hearing is like the most primitive thing that you could possibly hear on a podcast, uh, that has any type of shape or form. So, um, I'd like to try to, to, uh, start interviewing a bunch of those people. And I already got some people say, yeah, yeah, I'll be on your podcast. And that's pretty good. There were some pretty, very interesting people, some sharp minds. Uh, met a fella named Magoo. Uh, he, uh, spun a very interesting story, um, uh, as part of one of the exercises for improv that, um, uh, People had to act out what he had was saying and uh, he just made it so like Hallmark romance novel. It was just, it was too, it was pretty R rated. And and so it was pretty funny watching the actors trying to act it out. I didn't get to do something like that. I got to do something totally different, which was uh, a story, story building in which everybody kind of like, uh, goes in and Punches themselves into a story that's your little piece of the story. And as the story keeps getting repeated, people have to jump in until there's some story complete by about 10 people. And, uh, you know, it starts once upon a time, it starts, it ends at the end. But everybody in in the inside the middle has to keep repeating his little piece of the story, no matter. And, And if you go in there and convolute the whole story, boy you pretty much screwed it for the people after you who have to come back to some kind of an ending. So, uh, it, it's, it's very interesting. It's, uh, it's quite, it's, it's quite the thing. I'll talk a little bit more about, uh, Spitfire in, uh, in a later, uh, episode. Um, and, uh, because I want to get into it a, li- a little bit more than, than now. So, um, what I do want to do is, uh, first of all, I want to give uh, some commercial shout out here to uh, just up the street, up the street, fellow named Elliot, and he works at Holy Smokes, and it was great how he gave me the rundown on uh, what the hell th Delta Eight, Delta Nine, Delta Ten, and all the stuff. He showed me. He showed me. Now I really have seen. You know, I know that a lot of kids out there, you already know all this shit, you know, but me, I got to see it firsthand. Stuff that looks like fake weed. Yeah. I mean, it looks like weed. All right. But yeah, it's, a, and, and it's supposed to give you kind of like a, and some of it is cheap and some of it is just as expensive as the weed I get from True Leaf, And, and it's wow. Like, but it gives you kind of like you smoke and it gives you a CBD high. So you, you really like smoking CBD because it has almost no THC, and that's why it's legal. Then uh, Mr. Elliot tells me that like in places like Nevada, Nevada is, weed is legal, but the Delta 8 is not. And pretty much it's only because Nevada does have a plan in place to tax the weed. All right, which is, hey, right now, that's what everybody should be doing. All right. They tax liquor like crazy. Hey, you want you want your eight percent, you know, stuff like that for taxing the weed. If it fixes everything in America, then you know what you're going to tell me, oh, you're a tax and spend Democrat. Listen, it's all right. If the money's being spent on you, right? OK, so that's all I got to say on that. All right. So um we're coming up on the eight minute mark. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to cut this short because like I said, I want to get into what's coming up in in the next uh, bunch of uh, episodes and uh, I hope you listen in. Okay, so we'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Joe Chuchu. And uh, in my last uh, little report there, I wanted to talk about how I'm going to get some guests from Spitfire Comedy Club. Um, uh, since I'm establishing some kind of rapport with the, the community there. And it, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I want to talk about the club itself. Uh, you know, talk also about the vibe the St. Pete vibe but I also wanted to uh, put out now here uh, hopefully again like I said I'm trying to get my friends uh, back in here right now some people are uh, not well healthy so I haven't been able to talk to them uh, recently uh, others uh, like um, my buddy baseball buddy Nelson Martinez especially if you had baseball get started for Christ's sake Uh, We'll have him back on the show. Absolutely. And um, uh, like I said, with the extra people also, uh, I want to get my uh, my wife Wanda on here because, you know, I told her, hey, listen, she's a good cook and there's certain things she makes and you, you can talk about what she makes and and also the fact that she is one of those people that watches all the other ladies out. On the the can on, on the cell phone there, you know, going through Marshalls or Tuesday morning, you know, you know, and she, she could tell you a few things maybe about here the Tampa thrift stores that she has dragged me to almost every single one of them, within about a fifty mile radius, so we can talk about especially yeah, with the things how expensive a crap got here, uh, that's kind of ridiculous, so um, uh. You, we, you have to talk about things. I still have had to coupon a little bit, uh, because it just gets kind of ridiculous, uh, how Florida, uh, the economy fluctuates up and down, up and down. And since it's pretty much the Wild West over here, uh, capitalistic wise, uh, there's no, um, there's no rent control. There's no nothing. There's nothing to control anybody from doing anything. All right. You know, price gouging, whatever. So, uh, that's the, that's kind of the way, that's kind of the way it is right now. Um, I'll be trying to, uh, uh also get a bunch of guests from my buddies over at true leave <laughs> the other family have kind of developed, uh there's a couple of interesting people in there uh I've got Noel who also himself said that he tried a little stand up comedy on his own there uh and he's also quite an intelligent guy he's uh, of Hungarian descent uh you would think he's maybe I'm not even sure what his early thirties maybe uh but uh he knows his he knows his ethnicity well. He knows his history well. We actually got to talking a little bit about the uh, Hungarian Revolution, the October Revolution of 1956, you know. So, and, and plus the fact that I'm, I'm only two years older than that revolu- uh, two years younger than that revolution. So uh, he has memories of his, his grandparents talking about that stuff. So that might be one thing. Uh, there's also this young lady. Her name is uh, Maria. And her thing is is that uh she's a disney singer that's right she's a disney singer so um it it it's so crazy that um and she has you know been in a few plays and I'm sure she's worked in orlando a bit and also uh she has been she has her sag card so that's important you know that's something that you, you, that I remember i think lightly touching upon in an early episode uh but you know to get one of those is, is quite the thing you know what i mean uh, getting your your screen actor guild card so hopefully we'll talk to her about that um uh what else what else what else uh i've taken up drawing again but of course seeing that this is a podcast and not something that you can see unless somehow i you know post it on instagram but you know what If I do, I will let you know. But I did finally crack open a a case that we were going nuts at a BJ's out in Valley Stream, Long Island. It cost 40 bucks. It's like one of those 150 piece. Uh, open up, uh, cases and stuff of watercolors, pencils, blah, 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 what, what have you. And, uh, finally, four years later, I finally opened up the damn sketchbooks. And I can't say I did too badly. I had one abstract and a couple of, and of course, being that I was in transit, of course, I made a drawing of a train, which is kind of like etched into my memory. Is, is just so automatic it's it's ridiculous when i was a kid i l lo- there were three things i like to draw I'm kind of a graphic artist guy i uh and i'm into vectors you know the straight lines drawing into vanishing points and shit like that um i um i remember i like drawing i like drawing the trains for one i like drawing robots and since i was growing up during the Gigantor era. And also that I also like to draw logos. I always was into logos. Uh, strange enough, for some strange reason, the first teams that I really got into and had nothing to do, had nothing to do with the, uh, with the teams themselves is I was somehow enamored with all the Philadelphia shit. All right? I couldn't believe, it. you know, my first hockey jersey that my mom made for me from my sketch. Okay. That's how good I was at sketching enough that she actually made me a number one. Okay. Number one on an orange shirt, orange t-shirt that she found. She pulled together a Bernie Perrant Philadelphia Flyer number one goalie shirt. Okay. So, you know, she sewed on the, um, white epaulets. And she sewed the number one on the back. Not sure she did the white on the bottom or a white strip on the bottom. Something or something like it. And then we put the orange numbers on the white epaulets. Okay, so, and then I drew out and she sewed on the black P with the red dot. And that was pretty awesome. So, you know, the 76ers. The Phillies, I'm trying to remember if the Phillies had that already. That blue, ah, sixties Phillies. Ah, the sixties Phillies almost kind of looked like the. They had the Liberty Bell, or something like that. I think in the seventies, with that, that, when the all of baseball was nuts with the uh, robin blue, and uh, they kept the purple uh the phillies did so but otherwise I was always into that and then later on I just started drawing more and more logos and uh it's just a thing that I was into so um uh, that that was pretty cool um so um uh, besides all that I'm going to be bringing in some people see what I can I can do I just want to get these two episodes out so people know what's going on and what, what we're doing around here. And, uh, now that uh, it's January and the whole thing of the fall of 2021 is over, uh, we can recap and we can move forward. So, like I said, the next bunch of episodes, hopefully be a quick recap of what went on. Um, and then after that, we'll be, um, we'll be moving on, hopefully with guests. So again, I thank you and we'll be right back. After this message. Hey, folks, welcome back to the show. I want to take this particular segment to uh, do some shout outs again to uh, sponsors and people. I said that, hey, you'll be they'll be hearing from you out there. All right. And uh, the first thing I want to do is uh, give my shout out to the people who now are going to be doing my haircuts because I found out that over in uh, Citrus Park Mall here in Tampa off of Sheldon Road, um, the Paul Mitchell School, and they gave me a really nice haircut, and it was only five bucks. (laughs) Schools are great to do this. My sister was a uh, student at the Corona Beauty School and we're talking, God, we're talking like 1973, okay, 1973, 1972, all right, so she was a cosmetologist, God bless her soul, and uh I went over to, you know, I know that we had earlier uh episodes, whether I, ta- I talked about some barbershops and stuff like that, but right now, uh I think we're doing real well with uh, these folks over here, good kids that are And kids, what am I talking about? There's some older people there. They were learning how to cut, color, the whole thing from beginning to end. Like I said, gave the kid five bucks for a great cut. And school only charged five bucks. So there's one that's nearby my house. I don't remember the name of it, but they're like real close by. I'm going to see. And if I do, I'll come and I'll report back to you. Okay. Um, one thing I know that I'm definitely not going to be doing anymore. That's uh, a part of this a commercial and anti-commercial. I'm not going back to get no more pedicures. And it's really not because of the place itself. So that's why I'm not going to mention them. Um, they do right by, you know, my, by my wife and stuff like that, but my, Neuropathy has gotten to the point that I can't really have somebody twisting and, and 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 turning my legs and stuff like that. It was so painful that uh I realized that that's just not a thing for me anymore so uh massages, yes, but not you know not for people to be like grabbing your feet and you know, like, hold steel and you know dip, 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 and trying to nip you know trying to nip an ingrown toenail out uh no not happening anymore so uh it's sad because they're, they're it's a good it's a good business and they do well and they're they're a thriving business i just uh and you know they got the soaking tubs and like a lot of places they got the massage chairs like a lot of places it's a good place but i'm, I'm just not i'm not going there i you know i can't i don't think i'd be going any, to anywhere anymore for a pedicure i'll just have the doctor you know every couple of whatever months to uh the podiatrist doing a little tune up on, on the feet, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so uh, and that's one of the people I wanted to uh, to have, take a shout out to. Also, the fact that we happened to take um, our cousin Rosie's grandmother-in-law, mother-in-law, nah, to her mother-in-law, out to eat at the Spain restaurant. Spain restaurant, as usual, Galician food at its best. Uh, well, we, you know, for people who are into that cuisine, okay, because some people may not be into a particular ethnic cuisine, you know, they try it, but like, eh, you know, I get it. I get it. But the food is good. Again, uh, they have the caldo gallego and, uh, and always my favorite dessert, the fijoas, which are the, like rolled crepes. Roll crepes with uh, cream inside them and uh, glazed in a Grand Marnier, uh, flambéed in a Grand Marnier sauce. Okay, so it's, 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 they're good. They're good. Um, and strangely enough, the crepes themselves are made, are made from the soup, the caldo gallego. The caldo gallego produces such a thick scum on the top, well... Uh, for lack of a better word, Uh the thick the thickness of the on a top is scooped up, put it in a, put it in a bowl and mixed with flour, and that's the base for the the crepe. <coughs> 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 so it gives it that flavor, that vegetable flavor to the crepe. Then you you know do whatever you want to the crepe. So usually, serve it sweet. You know, so it's, it's, uh, it's very good. And like I say, Galician food style tapas. Have you ever been to a tapas bar? It's a tapas bar, but they also have a few major plate stuff there that I like. And, you know, for some strange reason, I have no idea why do all Spanish restaurants make that delicious Spanish yellow rice the same way? You know, what I mean, it's cooked. It doesn't taste like it has something, but yet it does have something. And, and, important feet, people, you're going to do this at home. You got to throw the hot peas on top. Okay. You got to, for color, you got to throw some peas on top They'll get eaten. And if you really want to like decorate the plate well, all right, you put a strip of of, uh, pepper, roasted red pepper across the plate. Okay. Nice strip. Okay. It's color. It's taste. I mean, believe me, the whole thing gets eaten. The strip gets eaten. The peas get eaten. This is not parsley. All this shit gets eaten. It's it's very good. So I like to uh, think, oh man, let me uh, little, little Alfredo and Anna of uh, Spain Restaurant uh, down by uh, Tampa Street. I'm saying Tampa Street. It's not Ashley Drive. The block after Ashley Drive. So it's Tampa Street. It's on Tampa Street. Listen, it's right next to Ed and Sam's Pizzeria. Okay, which I had already told you before in an earlier thing was like... Eh. You know, I can find my buddy Steve down the block makes better pizza than those guys. So, you know, don't be fooled by people saying New York style pizza. That's totally what that you, you can fold it. So what? Who cares? You know, so that's that's a thing on them. Um, interesting that I've already done maybe three pieces here and they've all been running pretty long. I have had pretty much a whole episode here. So when I we come back. When we come back, okay, I am really going to start talking some real shit. All right. Especially about, uh, what's been happening. First up will be our trip to New York City. Ha, 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 ha. That was interesting. Okay. So we'll be right back after these messages.